0: Shalom, this is Rabbi Brian. If these podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you consider sponsoring a child at our orphanage in Haiti? Our orphanage is called Beth Chesed, which means House of Kindness in Hebrew. We care for about 40 children. We feed them, shelter them, educate them, and of course teach them about our Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah. Visit That's www.bethchesed.org. That's d.org to sponsor a child, or give a tax-deductible donation. I appreciate you considering it. Now enjoy this podcast recorded at our Mishkan David Shabbat service in Rhode Island. Shalom. Bless the Lord. So thank you for sharing, Stephanie, about the the Messianic prophetic implication of the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. For those who are new to that, um, we see in this Torah portion, God stepped foot on the mountain. He came down with fire on the mountain. Uh, The mountain quaked. It was full of smoke. There's thunder. There's lightning. There's shofar blasts all over the place. As I said earlier, when God comes into town, he knows how to make an entrance. Our God knows how to make an entrance if he wants to. We have a God who knows how to speak from a mountain, and we have a God who can speak in private. So what that, that Sinai experience happened as was shared 50 days after the exodus from Egypt, or seven weeks, weeks. That's why it, when it's celebrated on a Jewish holiday, the Jewish holiday, the biblical holiday that celebrates the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments, is called Shavuot, which is Shavuot means weeks, because it, took, it was seven weeks after the exodus. So Shavuot is what it's called. There was fire and smoke, like I said. Now, there's a lot of writings in Judaism that go beyond the Bible, and let me explain a little bit about that. When we read the Bible, it's Bible stories. When a Jew reads the Bible, it's their own family history. And because of that, Outside of the Bible, there are stories that got passed down from generation to generation to generation. Some of them go all the way back to the times of Moses of people saying, what happened at that moment? Like we have the Bible, but then we have people who shared, here's some details of what happened. Now, some of that admittedly is just legend, and some of that is really in the, in the confines of the oral law, which Yeshua had spoke very much against, putting it above the level of law, above the level of, of God's true word. But stories about what happened at Sinai did get passed down from millennia. Uh, for instance, it's written and it's, 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 it's documented in the Talmud that when God's voice came off the mountain, it split into 70 tongues of fire. That people saw God's voice, not just heard it, but saw the sound waves as fiery tongues that went to each person by the mountain. That tradition kept going throughout the generations up until the time of Acts 2. Uh, As as time went on throughout biblical Old Testament history, you get to a point when uh, the Greeks took over town. They were the the big kid on the block, and uh, people started to speak Greek, and we start to see Scripture, and we start to see Hebrew translated into Greek. About 200 years before Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus the Messiah, was even born, Shavuot, Feast of Weeks, was translated to, in Greek, Pentecosta. 200 years before Yeshua was even born. That's why Acts 2, Pentecost wasn't just a moment. When it said, and now the day of Pentecost came, the readers of that time knew what it was. And when the tongues of fire and all the, the commotion that happened... It was very much equated to the giving of the Torah when God spoke from heaven his laws. And the people that, recog- that, that, that were around at that time and witnessed this, they knew the connection. But once you remove yourself from the Jewish root of our faith, the biblical root of it, which is actually at the, ho- at the holiday that commemorates the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. Table that for a minute. We're in the parsha called Yitro, so we read a bit of the Torah every week, as is done in Jew- in Jewish uh, synagogues. Yitro is the Hebrew word for Jethro. So there's two stories in this week's Torah portion. One is the story of Jethro. Number two, it's the giving of the Ten Commandments. How are they related? I believe there is a link to relate them that's beautiful, and I'm going to go there. So let's unpack this a little bit. Let me tell you the story of Jethro. Uh, the backstory story is Moses and the people of Israel, they are out of Egypt now. Goodbye, Egypt, and hello, wilderness. So they're in the wilderness. Now, Moses did not have his wife and kids with him during that whole time. They stayed back. So now that they're in the wilderness, Jethro, Yitro, who is Moses' father-in-law, brings Moses' wife and kids to him in the wilderness. So they reunited. The fa- Moses' family is reunited. And Moses is telling Jethro all the amazing things that God did. And Jethro praises the Lord. This Midianite praises the Lord, sacrifices to the Lord, fellowships with the people of Israel, becomes part of the community of Israel. And now that he's part of the community of Israel, he's looking at the happenings that are happening, and he sees a little bit of a problem. He's looking at Moses being the judge over a congregation of, oh, about a million people. And he didn't have any other judge but him, because at that time, Moses was the only person who really knew God's laws, who really knew God's ways. So if people were going to go to Moses and say, I have a dispute, my brother and I... or. Whatever, my sister and I have a dispute. Can you resolve this according to the ways of God? Moses was the only person who knew how to do that. And if you think us in a congregation of about 50 can have disputes, try a congregation of 600,000 men. That's not including the women. Once you add the women, you get a whole new level of dispute. All lined up in front of Moses. Moses one at a time and Jethro looks at that situation and it made him go he was a thing that made him go it made him go hmm so Jethro did something spiritual he did something holy and amazing he imparted wisdom to Moses and he said, Moses is a better way of doing this. Raise up some other dudes that can take the load off your back. Impartation. Spiritual impartation. Jethro had wisdom, he imparted it to Moses. Now, you think it's just a teaching on delegation. It's not. It's not just that Moses had to delegate, it wasn't about delegation. Even Moses had to do some impartation because Moses was the only one who knew how to look at a matter and judge a matter rightly. It wasn't just raising up a bunch of dudes and say, okay, take take this over. He needed to teach them the ways of the Lord so now they know how to do it. Moses needed to replicate himself. Moses needed to make, he needed to make a couple of little Moseses. He needed to make disciples. This is not just a teaching on delegating. It's a teaching on making disciples. It's a teaching on the holy, beautiful art of imparting to others. It's actually the role of the rabbi. The rabbi makes little rabbis. The, rabbi, the role of the rabbi is to impart himself. And I like impart rather than replicate. Like, y- the rabbi needs to, his role is to make more of himself. But I don't like the word replicate because religion replicates. Religion just makes exact replicas. Religion replicates the spirit imparts. We see Paul, the rabbi, doing it. It says in the New Testament, in one of his letters, he says, become as I am. He's imparting himself. another place it says, I think it's in Philippians, he says, what you have seen me do, you put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And Yeshua, of course, do it. Yeshua said a beautiful quote. He said that a disciple could never be greater than the teacher. But after being learned, after learning, the disciple becomes equal to the teacher. But Yeshua took it a whole new level. He's, he said, and when he was praying towards the end of his life, he said to his father, says the glory you've given to me, I give to them. Imparting himself. Imparting himself. He said to his disciples, love one another as I have loved you. Imparting himself. Yeshua imparting himself. In fact, his last words were to make what? Disciples of all nations. So how do we make disciples of all nations? How do you become a rabbi and make a disciple of all nations, the glue of all this is Pentecost. I've said this here before and I feel so strongly about it. When God came down on the mountain at Sinai with all the craziness and the the noise, the people were very afraid. And they went to Moses and said, we don't want to know God in this way. Yes, we want to know God. But we don't want to know God that way. So how about this, Moses? You go talk to God and we'll go talk to you because you don't seem to have a problem going up there into the fire and, you know, getting lost into the smoke and the cloud and coming down. We don't want anything to do with that. You go talk to God, if that's God, and we'll talk to you. And as was shared by Stephanie, God said what they ask is a good thing because, and here comes the prophecy, I am going to raise up a prophet from amongst their brothers. And you must listen to him. There's always been debate. Two Jews, three opinions of who this prophet is. We even see it in, 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 in the conversations. You know, Yeshua, who do you say? Oh, some people say you're John the Baptist. Some people say you're the prophet. Some people say you're Jeremiah. Like, who is this prophet? Now, of course, Yeshua is the prophet. I mean, no, duh, Yeshua is the prophet. But I'll tell you what's always spoke to me about this. We know that Yeshua is the fulfillment of all law and all prophecy. All Torah and prophets point to him. And if you just go to the holidays, Passover fulfilled. He died on the cross exactly on Passover. He was raised from the dead on another biblical holiday when the Omer is counted for the first time and and, and, the, and the, the, the sheaf of, of barley is waved. But when it came down for, to Pentecost, ten days prior, Yeshua left. This is very. Very important. He could have stuck around. He could have stuck around for another 10 days. And when Pentecost happened, he could have, you know, he could have fulfilled this moment in some other way. He could have went on the mountain. Fire could have came. He could have showed himself to all of Israel. There's so many ways that Yeshua, the man that lived 2,000 years ago, could have fulfilled Pentecost, Shavuot, the holiday. But ten days prior, he went up to be with his father, and the Spirit was poured out on you, on the believers. Hallelujah. So who is the prophet on the exact same day that, Yeshua, that that God said, I will raise up a prophet on the exact same day the Holy Spirit was poured out on believers? on the exact same day that God said I'm going to raise up a prophet from amongst their brothers on the exact same day the holy spirit was poured out on believers the prophet is you the prophet is you yeah. now wait a minute i am this is yeshua i don't want to take the glory from yeshua well didn't he say the glory that given to me i give to you We're not going to take away Yeshua's glory when we recognize that it's him in us that does everything anyway. It is him. But how does this all connect? How does discipleship and impartation and what Moses did and what Jethro did, how does it all connect? Yeshua said, greater things you will do. Because... I go to the Father, which means he's going to go to the Father and the one is going to pour out his spirit on the many. People get all messed up about the greater things. You ever look at that scripture? Those who believe in me, greater things you will do. You ever look at that scripture and go like, huh? Like, how am I going to do greater things? Listen, when you're talking about like individual Action or activity. You ain't going to do anything greater than our king. He spoke and creation leapt into existence. All things were created for him and by him and through him. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the one who, with a single act of obedience, gave himself unto death so we can be saved. We're not going to top that. <laughs> So what do he mean by greater things? It's numbers. It, because the secret in this is that because I go to the Father and now I pour out myself on everyone, one individual can only do so much in his little circle. Now I'm pouring out my spirit across the world. So everybody that has the spirit of God can do Together, all things. In Yeshua, the one, the fullness of God dwells bodily. He went to be with his father, and now the fullness of God dwells bodily. 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 And no individual has it all. No individual has it all, but you have, with the Spirit of God in you, you have the ingredient to impart and make disciples of all nations with the Spirit of God in you. That is the fulfillment of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeshua, as a good rabbi does, says, you're gonna do greater things. I'm putting myself into you. And now combined, you're gonna go and change this world for generations. So you, yes, you, baby. You, yes, you. You, yes, you, you, yes, you, you, yes, you have the ingredient to impart him into others. You have the ingredient. How much ingredient do you have? How much? You have a measure. A measure. It says in Romans, God has allotted to each a measure. A measure. A measure. God has allotted to you and you and you a measure of faith. So just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Messiah and individually members of one another. Do you understand? You don't have it all. You don't have it all. You don't have it all. Together, we got it all. We got it all, together, together. Oh, now I lost it again. keeps going. The scripture keeps going. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. Are you exercising your gifts? I'm not talking about going to the gym, but are you exercising them accordingly? Now, when we think of spiritual gifts, we normally think of like the top three, You know, what what comes to our minds when we think of spiritual gifts? Okay, prophecy, healing, speaking in tongues, teaching maybe. Listen to what Paul says. If prophecy, exercise it according to the proportion of your faith. If you have it according to the measure that you have, exercise it. If service, did you know that service is a spiritual gift? If service in his serving. You know why it's a spiritual gift? Because Yeshua was a servant. Because if anything, Yeshua was the suffering servant at his root. At his core. He who teaches in his teaching. Why? Because Yeshua taught. He who exhorts in his exhortation. Why? Because Yeshua exhorted. He who gives with liberality. Why? Because Yeshua gave everything. He who leads with diligence. Why? Because Yeshua... Is our leader. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Why? Because Yeshua is merciful. Do you understand that Pentecost needed to happen. So a measure of himself can be imparted to each. And now everyone has the ingredient to change the world. And when you exercise it. When you exercise it the weak become strong. Those who are weak become strong. When you exercise it, those who lack no longer lack. Yeshua said of seed, seed is supposed to propagate. You know that society has like this, like a, like a, like an assignment against the seed. We even see it in like, in when you go to the supermarket, you have like seedless fruit. Or you have, ge- yeah, genetically modified seed in the fruit. You know what happens with both of those? They can't replicate. Because when the, the apple or whatever is designed as God intended it, you only need one. And the one can become many. You don't need to go to the supermarket no more. One becomes the many. And Yeshua took that reality and spoke about himself. He said, If a seed, unless a seed dies, it just remains a seed. But once it dies, speaking of himself, it produces much fruit. Yeshua is the seed. You are the much fruit. This is why it says that I am the vine and you are the branches, the fruit grows off the branch. Hallelujah. So when you take the measure, and don't compare your own measure to somebody else's. Don't compare your own measure to somebody else's. You know how much somebody else has? A measure. Do you know how much you have? A measure. Don't think that somebody has any more or less than you. You know how much they have? A measure. And when you exercise that measure of what the Spirit put into you when you accepted the Lord and the Holy Spirit came into you, when you exercise that measure, whatever the strength is, like in in Jethro, it was the wisdom. Whatever the strength is, whatever that measure is, the world changes, the weak become strong, and those who lack no longer lack. Those who lack no longer lack. Those who don't give liberally no longer lack. Those who are not merciful no longer lack. Those who don't have faith no longer lack. Who here has a lack of faith? Don't be afraid to raise your hand. Who has a lack of faith? John has a lack of faith. Who here has strong faith? Who here has strong faith? Mark, pray for John. Go over there and pray for him. Right there, he's right next to you. You can sit next to him or behind him. Who here has a lack of joy? All right, we're going to see how the body is supposed to work when you exercise your gifts. Who here has a lack of joy? Elena, who here has joy? Who here has joy? Ibia, pray for Elena. Who here has a lack of peace? Who here has a lack of peace? People are afraid to raise their hands now. Sylvia, who here has peace? Rebecca, pray for Sylvia. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you see it? 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 it? Do you see it? Who here lacks self-control? Who here (laughs) lacks Donna lacks self-control? Who here has self-control? Nobody has self-control. No, John has self-control. John, pray for, pray for Donna. Pray for Donna. Pray for Chris. Can you go sit next to Donna? You raised your hand, because we need, we need, when there's a man and a woman, you should have some covering over there. So go pray over there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? When you exercise your gift, when you ex- when you impart, that's the word for today, impart. When you impart your gift, we all benefit. Amen. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Joy. I'm gonna, it's nine of them and I'm not gonna get them all. Joy, love, peace, kindness. Gentleness. Self-control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, that's not one. Faith. Patience. Did we say patience? Long-suffering. The fruit of the Spirit. You've heard it said in the beginning that God said to the first man, be fruitful and multiply, meaning go get married and have some kids. But in spirit, Listen, in spirit, the fruit of the Spirit are love, joy, etc. I speak over you now. Be fruitful and multiply. Do you hear me? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, plus six. Be fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let's let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is how the body is meant to work. This is how the body is meant to work. Who has a lack of love in this place? Who has a lack of love? Who has a lack of love? Who has a lack of love? What's that? Val can use some more. Who here has a spiritual measure of love? Who here has a spiritual measure? Karen, come forward. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) Pray for Val. Pray for Val. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is in 700 feet, turn right. Okay. Oh, Here's a great verse. I got another verse. Listen, this says it all. This impartation is not just about, like, rabbi to disciple. It's all of us. Listen, Romans 1, I long, this is Paul talking to the Romans, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you that is, clarifying, so we we all may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Yours and mine. Do you see it? Do you see it? I guess what I'm trying to say. I guess what I'm trying to say. In this impartation from rabbi to disciple. Now, what I'm trying to say. Now, I'm the rabbi of this place. That's a spiritual post. But here's the reality. Now, rabbi means teacher. It's the Hebrew word rav, which means teacher. So I'm the rabbi of this place, the teacher from a spiritual post perspective. Here's what I'm trying to say. You all are my teachers. You all are my teachers. You all are my teachers. I learn from each and every one of you every time we talk. I gave a testimony a couple of weeks ago about now I all of a sudden I have this like, uh, like a, a passion for fasting. Uh-huh. And I've hated fasting before that. Why do I now have a passion for fasting when for my entire believing life I loathed it more than I loathe I'm not even going to go there. Why do I have a passion now for fasting? It was imparted to me. Why is it when I, about six months ago, when I kept saying, seek further spiritual gifts, seek further spiritual gifts, seek further spiritual gifts, why is it that when I was seeking the gift of tongues, then, and now, I don't even know if I have it, but I can babble like all day long, but I was always able to do that, just in a different way. Why do all of a sudden now that's happening in my life? Because it was imparted. Do you understand? We all are rabbis, we're all teachers, and we're all disciples. The measure that was given to you at Sinai at Pentecost is the one seed that is meant. To expand. It's meant to be imparted. Be contagious. Be contagious. Be contagious with your love. Be contagious with your joy. Be contagious With your faith. Not every moment of making disciples of all nations happens with some teacher standing on a hill in front of many. Every one of us has Nicodemus moments to be contagious when you're approached in the dead of night, in secret. Be contagious. I know a story of a woman, a Christian woman, who's a public school teacher. Now there's a lot of the the abortion debate has roused its head again. But I know a Christian woman who's a public school teacher, teenage student, approached her privately, and said, I'm pregnant, and I want to get an abortion. And this one Christian teacher didn't have the opportunity to go on a mountaintop. This one Christian teacher didn't have an opportunity to even blow hard on Facebook about it. But this one Christian teacher imparted. And I don't know the details of the conversation, but I assume that this one Christian public school teacher told this teenager that the little embryo in her womb was created by God. And I don't know the details of the conversation, but this one Christian public school teacher probably told this student that God has a plan for that little child in your womb. And I don't know the details of the conversation, but that one Christian public school teacher probably told this student that that one child is a seed, that if he or she grows up and has children, there could be more, and then more, and then more. So it's not just a seed, it's many. This Christian teacher didn't have the opportunity to go and be an activist. But this one Christian teacher had the opportunity to have a Nicodemus moment with with this student. And the student has decided to keep her child. What the Lord has given to you is meant to be imparted. Be contagious, boys and girls. (laughs) Be contagious. Be contagious with what is in you be contagious with your joy. Be contagious with your love. Be contagious with your faith. Be contagious with your peace. Can we just be contagious with our praise one last time before we close the service? Can we be contagious with our praise? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Adonai. Thank you that from the beginning you saw when you came down on Mount Sinai and the people did not want to know you in that way any longer, that you said you were going to raise up a prophet, and you did that on the exact same day at Pentecost when God's people were given the Holy Spirit, a measure of the Spirit for that to propagate. As Yeshua said, one seed bears much fruit. So thank you, Adonai. We love you and your plans, and we are grateful to be in your body. In Yeshua's name, amen, amen, amen. Let's come forward with the bread and the wine, Martha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.